Welcome to episode 15. This is your host, Derek Chaser, where chasing the Walt Disney World Resort magic is a reality. I hope everyone had a great week, and without further ado, let's start the show. I am being joined today by fellow co-host Mindy Chaser. In today's episode, we are going to talk about some new happenings in the Chaser's newsreel, five reasons why Epcot is awesome for all ages, and the Chaser's tidbit, and going to Eckershus Royal Banquet Hall in the Chaser's restaurant review. A little bit of housekeeping to start the day. Where to listen to the podcast? You can find our website at https. Uh, colon forward slash forward slash wdwchasers.podbean.com the apple podcasts google music store or any app that allows our rs feed so without further ado uh um before we go into it uh uh the news reel here um a little bit of housekeeping um the first housekeeping thing i just wanted to say real quick is in some of our past episodes, we had recommended getting a fuel rod. Unfortunately, Disney has followed uh, on the same uh, path that uh, Universal has, and they are now charging for the fuel rods um, whenever you get a new fuel rod. So there are better chargers that are on Amazon for about the same price, 30 to 35 bucks, that can actually recharge your uh, um mobile device about three to four times over whereas the fuel rod was only good for about one charge and it was a good deal before because you could just randomly swap them out at any of the kiosks but now that they're going to charge three bucks a pop dollar dollar bill y'all it is no longer worth it so i would say go to amazon and just get a charger from there because uh Kind of a sad day. We bought about three of them, but now that we can't switch them out, I know for a fact that you can get better ones on Amazon, so the allure is gone. So let's jump right into the Chasers newsreel. And the first story that we have today is the uh, mobile order service expands to more Disney dining locations than ever before at Walt Disney World Resort. And the article, um, once again, these stories are all coming from DisneyParks.Disney.Go.com. And the article starts out, Did you know the mobile order service is now available at more than 35 locations throughout the Walt Disney World Resort theme parks, the Disney Springs, and select Disney Resort hotels? This popular service, available through the My Disney Experience app, Let's you order ahead from wherever you happen to be and pick up food and beverages at your convenience. From the Dole Whip at Magic Kingdom Park to the Blue Milk at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Disney's Hollywood Studios and even some of our new flavorful plant-based dishes. If you purchase the package with the Disney Dining Plan, you can also redeem your meal and snack credits directly through the service. So um, they've been adding to this, um, the mobile ordering over the past several months. And uh, the new ones that they've added it to are uh, Mindy and I's, uh, uh, one of Mindy and I's favorites, Captain Cook's at uh, the Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, um, Artist Palette at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, The Landscape of Flavors at Disney's Art of Animation Resort, The Riverside Mill Food Court, where we spent a lot of time too, Mindy, at the Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside, and the Gasparilla Island Grill at the Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And with these latest additions, the service is now available at 14 Disney Resort hotels 
And it's a great option whether you're looking to start your day with those famous Mickey waffles or enjoy dinner and dessert after returning from a fun-filled day at the parks. Um, what do you think about uh, them uh, expanding the service, Mindy? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to you. You got nothing to add? Got nothing? Uh, <laughs> little, little, little action, Jackson? You just really covering all that. All oh. the details. No, I think it's good. I think that um, we have spent a lot of time waiting in line for different things oh, that we wanted, for like sure. for those flatbread pizzas over at Riverside um, that Oliver can't get enough of. I think it'd be nice to just mobile order before going down there and having to wait for them to be done. Yeah, I, so I'm that's kind of cool. I'm thinking about it at Captain Cook's because that's oh, not yeah. really Captain Cook's is wonderful, but it's not really a big restaurant. I mean, it's really kind of small compared to some of the other quick service, like some of the food courts. Like so you wait a long. Time I mean, no, no, you don't wait a long time by any stretch of the imagination. But I just think that with the mobile order that uh, they do have that one little window. I'm just saying that it's, out of all of them, I just feel like it's kind of a small location. But I guess Casey's is too, so I'm sure they're gonna get all the logistics worked out like they always do. Yeah, that's true. So, but I just wanted to throw that out there because we were talking last week about how everything is going to the My Disney Experience app way of uh, uh, doing things. So they are adding, adding, adding. So. Uh, I am going to uh, let Mindy kick off the next story about some uh, amazing, frightful foodie finds for Halloween at the Disney Springs. Boo to you. There are over 999 snacks at Disney Springs, but there's always room for one more. Halloween is only a little over a week away, less than that now. Right. And we're celebrating with frightful eats at three Disney food trucks. From October 25th through 31st, you'll find a few not-so-spooky goodies to indulge in. That thing right there looks delicious. Check out those Spring Street Tacos food truck. Yeah, that looks amazing. Um, dig into chicken abodo nachos. Adobo. Adobo. <laughs> Gotta watch out for the adobo, not the abodo. The adobo nachos. <laughs> Featuring blue corn tortilla chips with chicken adobo. Adobo. Oh, yeah, it I is said adobo. Right. I said adobo. Toasted yeah. pumpkin seeds, dried cranberry, lime crema, and zesty pumpkin cheese sauce. Wait, never mind. Maybe I don't think that sounds good. Did that just turn <laughs> to a hard no? <laughs> Mac and cheese food truck. Uh-oh. Um, get cheesy with your favorite side, tossed with robust pumpkin cheese sauce, toasted pumpkin seeds, dried cranberries, and gummy cranberry worms. Hmm. Well, they're doing probably cranberry because they're getting ready for like Thanksgiving. Yeah, that I makes guess, sense. I don't know. Um, cookie dough. Okay, that looks interesting. Cookie dough and everything sweet food truck. It looks like a giant taco, but a, it's sweets instead. Um, it's not scary. It's sweet. Get your cameras ready for the Instagrammable Halloween cookie dough waffle taco. Yeah, that sounds good. It's got pumpkin spice and cold brew cookie dough topped with chocolate sauce, whipped cream, and a chocolate spider. That looks good. That does look good. You'll spot all three food trucks at Disney Springs West Side locations right across from Disney's Candy Cauldron and check out the website for the operating time. So if you are going to Disney over um, Halloween time in the next week or so, th those sound like some really good things to do over Man, at Disney look, Springs. I mean, but seriously, look at that cookie dough. I mean, there's a picture of it in this article and this cookie dough, everything sweet huge. food truck. Holy smokes. I mean, it just... I don't know if I've ever seen so much sugar. Yeah, I mean, you would have to share for sure. Wow. But anyhow. 
And then the last story um, is going to be uh, Celebrate the Lion King with African-inspired eats, music, and fun at Circle of Flavors Harambe at Night at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. And there's an update to this article that says the Circle of Flavors Harambe at Night will be returning to Disney's Animal Kingdom this December. Reservations are open starting today for bookings beginning on December 4th, 2019. Be sure to reserve your spot today at this incredible dining adventure. Earlier this year, we announced an all-new dining adventure coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. Select nights beginning July 24th, and they called it the Circle of Flavors Harambe at Night, and it's a family-friendly progressive dining experience drawing inspiration from the many facets of African cultures. In addition to celebrating the beloved story of the Lion King, ah, Sabinia, this experience honors some of the most majestic and endangered African animals through delicious flavors, fun activities, live music, and appreciation for animal conservation. And uh, they go on to say that I'm excited that they're announcing one of these fun activities at Kilimanjaro Safaris. It's going to be a virtual reality experience. That's cool. After enjoying a welcome reception at the train station in Harambe, you'll hop on the train and journey to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Here you'll have the opportunity to try out a virtual reality 360 degree safari experience like you've never seen before, Mindy. One that is only available exclusively during Circle of Flavors, Harambe at Night. Join our pride and get up close and personal at the sights and sounds of Pride Rock coming face to face with our amazing host, the African Lions. And uh, in addition to this amazing virtual reality, you'll also be able to indulge on a culinary expedition of food and beverages throughout the entire experience. When you begin your journey at the Harambe train station, you'll enjoy a welcome reception featuring meat pies. I did hear that they had those meat pies, I think, uh, not African meat pies, but I think they're like kind of Brazilian meat pies at Epcot right now during food and wine, but they've been getting rave reviews. Durban chips and dip, and a hand-selected array of meats and cheeses, as well as Harambelini, a specialty beverage featuring sparkling South African wine blended with a bright burst of passion fruit, orange, and guava juices. Mm. And for the kiddos, they can nibble on cheese, fruit, and tofa, which is, I guess, a chocolate caramel dipped green apples. Okay. So the next time that the kids want to say they want to go bobbing for apples, just give them a little bit of tofa. I guess. Um, and during the welcome reception, you'll receive a boarding pass that allows you to hop on the train and head to Rafiki's Planet Watch, where the fun activities, including this virtual reality experience and character greetings with familiar friends, Timon and Rafiki, and more bites and refreshments await you. Snack on spiced crisp plantains, South African oat and coconut bars, and sundowner safari mix with spiced nuts and dried fruit. Kids can enjoy seasonal fruit and trail mix bites with granola, chocolate chips, raisins, and honey. For the adults, hey now, the specialty beverages featured here are at the Chief's Shandy, Tusker, blend, Tusker beer blended with lemonade. That's kind of a take on the summer shandy yeah. that they have from Leinenkugel's. And the Wanjahis Dawa, a refreshing blend of tequila, pineapple, mango, and ancho chili. Mm. Hey, I don't know about that, but hey, why not? 
When in Africa, right? I guess. Hop back on the train to head back to your final destination, Harambe Market. Here you'll partake in a delicious dinner while enjoying upbeat music from African musicians, a dance party, which is Mindy's favorite, and <laughs> captivating storytelling. On the menu is an array of hearty dishes and yummy desserts inspired by the five featured African animals. Around the marketplace, you'll find stations representing each of the animals and a selection of additional offerings in the courtyard. Okay, so here come the five stations. Take it away, Mindy! You are just so wound up tonight. The African Lion Station. Char-grilled steak with herb-infused mealy. I don't. I can't pronounce these. Mealy. No, you got it. You got um, it. Um, with a red wine sauce. Chicken with oh, fingerling potatoes. Come on, that's like Shaka Khan. Chakalala. <laughs> red wine sauce. Come on now. Keep it going. Oh my god. Chicken with fingerling potatoes. Cool soleil. Yeah. And mango sambal. Chicken tenders are the kids' option. <laughs> <laughs> you got the tenders. <laughs> That's my option. African None of that stuff station. sounds good to me. Um, uh, the Cape Buffalo Station. Shrimp curry with sustainable shrimp. Cape Malay green coconut curry and fragrant basmati rice. I like it. Grilled sweet corn with farmer's cheese, chili lime spice, citrus aioli, barbecued ribs, which is a kid's option. You always get those kids ones just right. Or if, if yeah. you're somebody like me who's not real adventurous, I would ridge. I would go for the kids option. All right. Don't they also have mac and cheese. There you go. And then at the rhinoceros station, they have vegetable curry with roasted seasonal vegetables served over basmati rice, vegetarian potato and pea samosa, pickled vegetables, and tamarind dipping sauce. There you go. They also have the barbecued ribs and the mac and cheese. Oh, here we go. Then you have the African Elephant Station with smoked honey glazed pork belly and white bean puree, caramelized apple bacon chutney, and curry apple gastrique. Couple more. Leopard Station has sustainable fish with coriander fennel slaw and dania chutney grilled lamb with goat cheese, polenta, and roasted garlic sauce, and then the kid option, mini corn dog. Oh, my goodness. Oh, take us Harambee home. Market Courtyard Station. Petite greens, local tomatoes, cucumber, sweetie, dropped peppers, citrus, and citrus vinaigrette. Bori roll with South African farmer-style sausage, pickled vegetables, Peppadoos? <laughs> man. Don't forget the peppadoos. African spiced popcorn. Um, and then the dessert station, honey caramel candy bar with crispy pearls, animal inspired cupcakes, or the lion s'mores pop with chocolate and graham cracker crumbs. That sounds pretty good. Specialty beverages. Talking Monkey has coffee liqueur, banana liqueur, and espresso infused snow leopard vodka. Marketplace Sangria, a blend of African wine and Rubio's tea finished with citrus and mint infusion. Mm. Safari Sunset. That sounds good. Passion fruit, strawberry, orange, and guava juices blended with rum. Or they have assorted African-inspired alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. Also available at Welcome Reception and Rafiki's Planet Watch. Okay. Assorted African beer and wine. Sounds like there's just a lot There's just a lot. Offer, they, got, they, got, they got the, you know, like the alcoholic, the non-alcoholic. And you know that talking monkey. That's just that sounds pretty. Can you imagine that little coffee liqueur, little banana liqueur? 
you know, I know you don't never listen to the Beastie Boys, but when I heard Talking Monkey, I just thought of the song Brass Monkey. Okay. That funky monkey. Okay. It's a good song. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go on. The menus and options are subject <laughs> to change, but at each station, you'll learn a little bit about each of the big five animals. Children are invited to choose their favorite big five animal charm and learn more about them while creating their very own bracelet or necklace. I, do, I like it how this is kind of like a family experience. Yeah. And it just seems like very immersive. It involves the kids. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Circle <laughs> of Flavors, Harambe at Night begins, and they just announced this. They originally had this article that they updated back in July, but they just released it again for December. It is a little bit on the pricier side. The pricing starts out at about 125 bucks for an adult plus tax, and the kiddos for $99, and that's for children ages 3 to 9. But it seems like it would be something that uh, you can probably be able to talk about for years to come. Just seems like a really kind of neat option. While it is a little bit on the pricey side, it definitely looks like an experience that you'd be able to remember as time goes by. If money's no object. If money's no object. I, after I saw the price tag, it made me think, well, that's nice and all, but I don't know. I mean, you're already paying to go to the well, parks. I guess if you look at it as if you want to, if you're like a foodie, I guess you could do this instead of doing like one of the after hour parties or that's true you know it just, yeah. it just depends and if you think about it you're getting you're getting a full-blown meal yeah. so look at it this way yeah. if the character Food and entertainment. you get you get a couple characters like at, you know Rafiki's planet watch which isn't a lot I understand there was only the two um, with Timon and Rafiki but you know at six, it's 60 bucks a pop hun for an adult at a character buffet yeah. so granted I understand this is an extra 65 bucks but like I said if you're doing this instead of, you know, maybe a character meal combined with doing like an after hours party, it's just an option out there yeah. for someone that wants to uh, have a chance to uh, do something a little bit different at Animal Kingdom. All right. I'm excited about this next one. Um, the Chaser's Tidbit today. Uh, my, I, For me, um, without a shadow of a doubt, I, I love all the theme parks. Do not get me wrong, but... Without a shadow of a doubt for me, Epcot is my favorite theme park uh, by a country mile. And we're going to talk about today five reasons why we think Epcot is awesome for all ages. Sometimes yeah. Epcot gets a knock for being, oh, it's an adult park. It's There's nothing to do for kids. And that's like an old stigma, unfortunately, because maybe back in the you know early 80s when Epcot opened up, um, I didn't even think it was like that when I was a kid and I went there, but... There has been a stigma that, oh, it's it's an adult park. There's not enough to do for the kids. And that's really just not the case at all. Um, but uh, um, we got five things that we're going to talk about. And I'll kick off the first one before I hand it over to Mindy. But the first one, it's something that we absolutely love to do with the kids. And the kids really seem to enjoy it too because we all have different uh, food interests. And if you, do, if you go to Epcot on a day where you don't, really have a hard like meal schedule mm -hmm. and like let's say um sometimes the last couple trips we've gone and we weren't on the meal plan by design and we just weren't on the dining plan <clears throat> um and that's snacking around the world showcase yep there's 11 countries that you can go to um i know mindy um you really like eating in mexico i do i love those nachos way better than the nachos at coronado springs resort <laughs> the, na the nachos are not soggy in mexico oh my god and, and uh, um it's just uh yeah i love when those you first nachos. walk in 
I think it's the can cantina. I'm yeah. trying to remember. It's outdoor, um, but it's kind of covered. But, yeah, it, it's where a lot they of people, a lot. Lot, where a lot of people try to go to watch. Uh, um, well, it was Illuminations, but now it's Epcot Forever, the fireworks show mm -hmm. at night. It's gorgeous to sit there, and you know you can just like overlook uh, um, the lagoon. It's it's a really nice uh, location, um, and the food is good. It I is mean, very I, good. I, I've split the nachos with you on more than one occasion, and every okay. time. I got. I got to interrupt. You're gonna bring up Oliver's story. <laughs> yes. I knew you were. Go ahead. Take take it away. Go ahead. Oh, memories. We would go to this place a lot to get the tacos. I. How old nachos, do you think he dude. was? The nachos. How old do you think he was? God, seven. Really? Six. Okay. Six, seven. Five or six, maybe. He wanted tacos really bad. And but he was used to like tacos, like like with Taco Bell tacos, not or, like, not, tacos not, not, that not, with, not like with the real like carne meat, like the real yeah. beef meat. He thought it was going to be like hamburger. Yeah, so like they're very, very much like it's off. They're trying to make it authentic. They're trying to make it like authentic, like the culture. Exactly. So I mean, the nachos definitely are a little bit more like I'd say more kind of like a you know a nachos are kind of like the Texas. Uh, Kind of like more of a American Texas type. Yeah, mix, I mean, I instead of like a full blown like you know like Mexican nachos. Yeah, I feel like the nachos are probably the mo like more like just like what we were used to. But but the, but the tacos, no, they're not at all. And they were delicious. I loved them. The they tacos, were really good. It, it, we, it's a lot for a six year old that's used to Taco Bell. Right, or just eating tacos at home. Right, the with, traditional with, with normal way. Beef, right. So he wanted these tacos. We were at the counter ordering. He just could not, like, we, we we told the lady he just wants meat. He doesn't want, like, the fancier. There was, like, different options. There was, like, mm. chicken and, and steak. And there was, I don't even know if there was ground beef, but we were, like, trying to explain. He just really just wants meat and, and none of the other fancy stuff, you know? Right. She, like, went out of her way. She talked to the chef. She went and talked to the chef to try to make sure he got these First the manager, and tacos. then the chef, once the manager he, located. I mean, she literally was yeah. so if sweet. I remember I that. I mean, just amazing. Oh, That's yeah. what you call, like, the cast members really being, like, so kind to try to, like, go out of their way. So, anyhow, long story short, she brings these back, and, like, he didn't even, he would not even eat them. But of course, she didn't realize it because she had walked away so we, or whatever. We, we, we ate that we ate as much, and stuff. Yeah. But I guess, you know, and then we were laughing because there was like those seagulls flying around and he, he was crying. He was scared he was of the birds. birds. I don't know. I don't know. For it's whatever just, reason. But. When you guys go to Disney, you just get these family memories and you can laugh about it. We were probably not laughing about it that day. We were very annoyed, but... It was just funny now looking back and we can giggle about. Do you remember that little the, girl that was like yes. a year or two younger than him? And she was like, like, don't be afraid of the birds. Yeah. She's putting her arm around him. Yep. I'm like, oh my he Lord. He was a charmer First back then. he complained about the tacos. Yep. Then he's complaining about the birds. Oh, it was just, it it's was, just funny. Now every time we walk past Mexico, I'm sorry I had to get off such a tangent with you guys. No, that's a great probably story. wondering. But I just like to throw in little, little things that. You know, when you guys go to Disney with your families, you're going to laugh about just random stuff that happens with your kids. So, anyway, but there's know, a lot of different things to I mean, eat over there. I mean, you know, I like, you know, so much. I've, I've stopped a lot of times at uh, um, 
the the summer fest there yeah that is there in germany where you know you can just get like a bratwurst mm -hmm. and it's really good and the you fish know, and chips over the fish and chips in, in the england pavilion is, is 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 always a hit oliver really likes stopping there um any you know it's it's just you know there's there's something for everybody there's 11 countries and i would actually encourage you know if you're going to be if you're going to be there take that little bit of a leap of faith get out of your comfort zone yeah, a little bit really because you could eat up front the front of the park um before you get back to the world showcase you can get your typical americana you can get your cheeseburger you can get your ribs you can get your chicken nuggets mac and cheese you can I get i even you, think they had chicken nuggets at the mexico they did thing. they did so i mean you can get don't that, worry you can the get kids that can get stuff, that kind of stuff anywhere but it's just, really it's fun it's really cool to try the different cuisines from around the world and I was surprised because sometimes I get very basic with my palate, but I, I find myself when I'm at Disney trusting that what's gonna, what they're going to give me is going to be a good option. Yeah. And rarely am I ever let down, especially at Epcot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. It's really good food. So definitely that um, orange drink too. Oh, the, oh, France. France has the orange. It's like a it's, Bellini or. It, it's, it's no, an it's orange, a frozen. It's, it's got a, like it's some vodka orange. in there. It's frozen orange slushy. It's, got, um, it's so good. It's oh my got, gosh, it's refreshing. Got, uh, um, gray goose, and then it has it's basically like an orange flush, an orange slushy. It's Grand so Manier, good. Grand gray goose, and then orange, and then it's a slushy. It's like the orange slushy, and yeah, we actually got to try that for the first. time. That was time. really good, and that was something that we've heard for a long time that had rave reviews. And we finally got a chance to try it on our last trip, and it really was pretty, uh, pretty tasty to say the least. So definitely, uh, from on the food side, the drink side, whether it's alcoholic, non-alcoholic drinks, definitely snack and drink around the showcase because there's going to be um, all sorts of options, and I really don't think you'll regret it. But it's mm -mm. it's hard to do that when you are on the dining plan, yeah, because so, ma so many down. times. We were like, I just really want to snack around the World Showcase, but we'd be like, well, we have a big meal at one of the restaurants <laughs> at Epcot, or we already had eaten a big meal. And, you know, some of the options you can use a snack app, but not all of them. So it's, you just might be sometimes cool. I just like the liberty of just being able to walk around and kind of, uh, you know, we go, in, we go in the summer, so it, there's not really a festival going on. So we kind of make our own festival by yeah. just stopping at all the different countries and snacking and whatnot. So uh, um, definitely something I would suggest to do yes. if you get a chance. Mindy, number two. Disney's Phineas and Ferb, Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. Now, Owen was kind of bored with it. Annabelle kind of was too, but Oliver was really into he it. it. Um, it's on your app, on your phone you can you download this app i don't know if it's on is it on my disney experience app it is i'm, I'm scrolling down in the um the know before you go type thing um it's uh play disney parks mobile app. okay yeah. okay good yeah so it's right in the play disney parks app but you sign in you get like these little missions that you can do around the world showcase and you don't have to go through every single mission like you just pick and choose i mean no. i think we only did like two or three countries and it takes a while 
30 to 45 minutes is what it says for each country because oh, I wow. remember yeah. you guys I would say 30 minutes there, there is because it, it, it's in we spent one, time two, three, let me four, think six pavilions yeah um, the pavilions that it's in is China, France, Germany, Japan, Mexico and United Kingdom you guys did China, France and Japan and, no and we did Mexico too we must have done it on two Mexico, separate days two separate trips you guys did China, France, Japan, Mexico Germany and the UK were the only and Mexico were the only three you never did so anyway, they give you on these little spy missions and like you you like you use your phone and then it'll have a clue, you go and then you have to like push a button and or, or hold up your phone or whatever and then like it signals something to right. activate. It's very interactive, it's fun. I didn't know that. It's great nine, for the kids. Nine guests can join and share. Huh. I didn't know that you oh, could, that's you cool. could like I mean, off, we, we had a good time with it, Oliver and I Rumor did. has it that they're changing this over, Mindy, to uh, DuckTales. DuckTales, which is going to be awesome. Nothing against Phineas and Ferb. No, I like but it. But our kids that, that are was fun, a lot more into the, yeah. the new DuckTales. Kind of like when I was a kid, I, I watched a lot of DuckTales, too. So that would be a little bit more alluring to me. But It was fun. Once again, 11 countries, and they've got this in six of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's fun. And this is 100%... Well, adults can do it. Adults do it. But I they really they did this for, like, the kids. Yeah. So, I mean, here's a great example of something. Keeping your kids interactive that the kids so can they're not do. bored. Exactly. Um, or the parents can do it with the kids even more so. Yeah. Um, well, I did it with Oliver, and I was getting into it probably as much as he was. And then here's something cool, too. Kind of the know before you go. It says that... Uh, it will save your adventures for one day only. So if you go back the next day, it will pick them up, which I think is kind of cool. And if you didn't finish your mission by park closure, oh no, you have to restart. You go your back the next day, you're restarting. Yeah. So they save the uh, adventures for one for day. For that whole day. But if you didn't finish that mission, yeah. So, um, but it was like I said, we uh, we had fun with it, and the kids have done it two or three times mm -hmm. now. And uh, I'm, I'm, but I am looking forward to the upgrade. Um, it does seem a little bit dated now. Yeah. Because I think this version's been around for eight, nine years. Something yeah, like that. it was. And before but that, it was like Kim, really it. was it. Kim Possible yeah. before, I think. And then they did um, Phineas and Ferb Agent P once uh, they were done with that. Yeah. But they used to give you like an old school cell phone, one mm -hmm. of the old flip phones. I remember that. I remember that too. But uh, anyway, we'll flip it over. Now I'm going to let you start off with... Uh, the next one because i know this is kind of something that's kind of a given but uh the attractions mindy yeah there's some really unique attractions that we kind of picked some of our favorite attractions that we really like um one of our very favorites is definitely soaring around the world it's just such a cool the music the music in it um they just like the um do you want to try to explain what how, how you would interpret what soaring is there is a height requirement yeah. There is a height requirement. I just want to put that out there. I, I'm not exactly sure, but if you can ride, like, Dwarf's Mine Train, then you're good. Like, I don't know what it is exactly, but <clears throat> anyhow, you are flying. You, you're sitting in a seat, and you feel like you're flying, and it goes through all these different locations. Um, you're in the air. You, you They have smells coming at you. It's definitely like... Um, if you have like motion sickness it could bother you because you feel like 40 40 inches. 40 inches okay 
Um, it says, take flight on a breezy airborne adventure as you hang glide above, breathtaking wonders around the world. I mean, it's so cool. It just shows you all these different, like, around the world. And it's in 180 degree. It's like yeah. 180 degree. And it's an 80. Of course, the best yeah. seat is in the middle. And it's an Top. 80 foot <laughs> IMAX digital projection dome. And like Mindy says, it kind of feels like, you know, you're on a, you know, literally like a large glider. Yeah. So um, it takes you through a bunch of different, you know, world marvels and it actually says uh, this journey begins the clouds part above this majestic swiss alps next you'll visit polar bears in an icy greenland swoop past sailboats on australia's iconic sydney harbor and weave between elephants marching toward mount kilimanjaro and then you glide above marvels like the great wall of china the great pyramids of egypt and the taj mahal in india cruise over monument valley fiji's lao island and thundering Aguzu Falls in South America and then you look down on the Eiffel Tower as it sparkles like a jewel in the night surrounded by the lights of Paris and then it's kind of cool you always end up back at in this one you I think now you end up back at Epcot if yeah. I remember and it has and like the fireworks come out <clears throat> it's it's and there's smells yeah. that come they they as you're going through these different scenes it's like you're really there because they have smells kick up yeah it's really neat. It, it's it's a, it's a good one it is definitely a must do uh, it, and it's you can always tell the people that have, are writing it for the first time because they clap really loud <laughs> when the attraction's yeah. done so it's really cool it's neat. um now i really liked when they had maelstrom um at the norway pavilion and then they had to go ahead and replace it with all of uh Everything that's with Frozen, I know Frozen's been is is a real big, uh, um, real big deal, especially with Frozen Two that's going to be coming out here in theaters next month here in November. But uh, the Frozen Ever After experience, it is a it really is, neat it, ride. It's, it's a real, it is a neat ride, and you know it did replace Maelstrom, and there is no height requirement. But it is a voyage into Arendelle aboard an ancient Nordic vessel as you take a musical tour of the wintry world of Frozen. And it's supposed to be like in summer for them. Um, it's kind of like at their summer house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, you know, throughout the journey, you, you know, you go through and it's a summer day. They actually say this enchanting summer snow day celebration, complete with many of your favorite <clears throat> frozen tunes, is sure to melt even the coldest of hearts. They've got some really cool animatronics yes. that are on this. I mean, Anna and Elsa and Olaf, they like literally all the characters look like they're real. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a really, really awesome experience. It, they did a good job. Yeah. I, I wish they would have left it as Maelstrom myself, but... Um, I understand why they made the change because going back to why we're doing this Epcot being for all ages and no one really the kids really wouldn't have cared too much for Maelstrom right and on the original Maelstrom ride they used to have this really cool scene where you'd go in and there would be trolls and still to this day Owen's the only one Ollie got to go on it when he was like one or two but Owen was a little bit scared of the trolls. He was very scared. And he scared. was like, I'm not going to go on that ride again. Because there's, a, there's a, a very brief scene where you would go in and these trolls would scream at you. And then you would fall backwards. Mm -hmm. And he thought that you were like... Because in the old Maelstrom, you actually would go outside. Mm. And then you'd go back in and it looked like you were going to fall like down the waterfall. Because the trolls pushed you out. 
really cool, but no longer there. So it's now frozen after, frozen ever after. Um, and like I said, it's it's probably better for the majority of the people, but us old farts like me really, really still enjoy Maelstrom. So um, another really cool ride that they have at Epcot is Spaceship Earth, which is going to be going under a huge renovation. But you can't miss Spaceship Earth because when you first walk in, guess what you're going to see? The big Epcot ball. It's Spaceship Earth. Yeah. And it's a really neat experience. And it really, what it does is it kind of takes you through um, the beginning of of time mm -hmm. as far as like you know how uh you know um how how the alphabet was formed yeah i mean just just and then going it takes you into the future into the future so it's just a really neat ride it's neat. i would <clears throat> say on spaceship earth while it's a great attraction everyone seems to want to run and get on it because it's the first thing you see when you get into the park unless you have a fast pass to start the day on it don't go to it go to Wait. it later in the day <clears throat> Because you could wait for an hour to get yeah. on it early in the morning, and it's literally a walk-on mm -hmm. or ten to fifteen minutes later. It's a very easy toward, fast pass to get. Yeah, so I would say definitely. While it's a must-do, don't just walk on it when you walk in. And then um, we have been there so many times, but it wasn't until this last year we finally got a chance to ride test track. Because I swear, if there's like literally a dark cloud in the sky they shut down test track yeah they have it, a lot it's, of it's problems really with it. annoying but i get it because there's a part of chest track where when you're outside it goes it's actually the fastest ride at walt disney world um and test track when you're outside since it's outside if you were flying and got hit by water it probably would feel like it probably would hurt stung. <clears throat> and this one you have to be 40 inches or taller to go on it but um, even Annamel loves it. I mean, it's just like she loves that ride. You know, and, All you know, of our she kids was really five like this that summer ride. when we went, and it does reach speeds up to sixty-five miles per hour. But what you get to do is you get to create your own dream car. Yeah. You get to cruise over the gleaming uh, Chevrolet Design Center. It's sponsored by Chevy to create your own virtual concept car. When you're done, back up, buckle up in a six-passenger sim car, and it's like the sim car that you created, and take it for an exhilarating spin on the test track. Rev through rough terrain and obstacles along the winding circuit. Accelerate through straightaways, maneuver switchbacks through inclement weather, hug curves banked at 50 degree angles, and scale hills up to three stories high. Um, just a great attraction all yes. around. And then when you're done, it's really cool for the car lover. If you have a car lover in the group, you actually, they got all the new Chevy cars. Mm -hmm. And you can actually sit, them and sit in them and take pictures. It's unbelievable, the show floor that they yeah, have. Yeah, very nice. Um, Ali really got a kick out of he that. He did. So, um, and it's it's not on the list, but I just want to say one of my favorite rides too, and it's a very slow riding boat attraction that is um, in the land pavilion, um, living with the land. It's just awesome, yeah. and and the living with the land experience is um, they it's a huge greenhouse is mm -hmm. what it is, and they actually serve the food from the greenhouse throughout a uh, Disney property, but specifically they really use it um, at the Garden Grill. Mm -hmm. So I I love uh, living with the land as well. Mandy, talk about the KidCot Fun Stops. They have artistic fun for little ones. They have art supplies at every pavilion. So again, this is in the World Showcase. Um, <clears throat> I believe they have a passport that the kids can take around and get like stamps on. Right. It used to be where you'd color this bear 
And then, but now it's not that anymore, but you get to do little artsy things. It used things. to be the Duffy the Bear, yeah. They have activity cards at every country. Um, so it's pretty cool. And they have the Kid Cop Fun Stops at just about every one of the pavilions. It is. It's at all 11 pavilions, and they got a listing if you go to yeah. I mean, uh, you'll, you, the Epcot you'll website. See them. You can't miss it, but every one of the pavilions has it. And when it, um, we have not done it since they switched over to like the passport, like Mindy said, and that's just within the last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, on one of our past trips, we literally did go around and get the bears stamps in every yeah, country. Yeah, we did. And they're really cool souvenirs because here's something too: it costs nothing extra. Yeah. So this is something that if your kids want a souvenir, all these things that we've been talking about, right, are included. Besides, obviously, getting food at the different places, food but or, like, um, the entertainment yeah. stuff. I mean. The KidCot Fun Stops, the Agent P's Showcase, those things are are not costing you extra money. But our money. kids still have the bear. Mm-hmm. So this is something you can make a keepsake. You can put it in a frame. So this is something that's definitely an awesome thing that will bring back uh, memories. And it's a souvenir that you don't have to pay for. Yep. Well, you paid for it, but you don't have to pay extra. Yeah. And then the last is they have Epcot is one of the theme parks they all have it but epcot you would not really think about this but the meet and greets at epcot um it's crazy because all 11 countries um most of the 11 countries they have someone that you can actually have the meet and greets and um if you're a disney visa card member you can um, they have a character experience at epcot where you can meet like Mickey and Pluto. But uh, the, the characters that you can meet are Anna and Elsa in Norway. Uh, you can meet uh, at the United Kingdom, that you can actually meet Alice. You can meet uh, Baymax and Hero at Hero's Workshop. Didn't we meet... Um... Mary Poppins is over yeah. there too. Yeah, I thought. Um, you can meet Belle in France. Uh, they got the World Showcase Plaza. You can meet Daisy. That's where you used to be able to meet Duffy. The Disney Pals at the Epcot character spot, that's where you can meet like Mickey, Goofy, Minnie, and Donald, and Pluto, I believe. Donald Duck in Mexico, and he's all decked that's out. That's cool. Here's a cool thing we about like that. that. One. Some of these countries, the characters are decked out in uh, special attire. Joy and Sadness from uh, um, Inside Out. Inside Out. Mulan in China, that's a really good one. Uh, Pluto, like I mentioned before, they have Princess Jasmine in Morocco. You can meet Ralph and Vanellope inside the Imagine Works at Epcot. Also in France, sometimes they have uh, um, uh, the from Sleeping Beauty. Oh. They have uh, Aurora. Uh, Aurora. We did that. And now they got Winnie the Pooh again now at uh, the United Kingdom Pavilion. And they also have Snow White in Germany. Yeah, and, we've and done that one a lot. Well, it's really, really And it's really neat. cool. But once again, these are just for, you know, Epcot really is for all ages. I mean, there's a boatload of things to do the showcase is just full of, mm-hmm. of different things to do and that and that's why it's my favorite park because it really is extremely immersive and there are some of these some of these um 11 pavilions are so well themed i literally feel like i am no longer in the united states for a very short amount of time it's really kind of cool how it can kind of yeah how immersive it is yeah so uh and then i didn't put it on here with mindy because it's just too dang obvious the I would definitely recommend, uh, you know, it, whatever the new show, Epcot Forever, before it was Illuminations, but the fireworks show around mm-hmm. the pavilion or around very, the world showcase—it's nice. just amazing. Um, 
that's a definite must do as well. But uh, um, anything else you want to say about uh, the list, Mindy? I think we covered everything. There's so much to do at Epcot. It's it's fun, and the kids like Epcot. Yeah, I think it might be. I might be Owen's favorite too. I think so. Um, but uh, definitely, don't be afraid to go into Epcot. <laughs> if if I had uh, two parks I could go to, for me, it would definitely be uh, Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that's just me. <clears throat> Hollywood, I agree. Hollywood Studios um, and Animal Animal Kingdom has gained a lot of traction for me, but I have really um, gotten a lot of joy out of uh, Hollywood Studios lately. So if I had to rank them, my order is Epcot, uh, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom is uh, is definitely four for yeah. me. How would you rank them, Mandy? If I had to rank the parks, I probably would rank Magic Kingdom first, and then. Epcot, then Hollywood Studios, and then Animal Kingdom. So the only things, the only two you'd flip flop would I, be Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. The Chasers Restaurant Review, um, the Eckershoes Royal Banquet Hall. This is a great option for, um, especially if you're on the dining plan. It's only one amenity, whereas mm -hmm. Cinderella's Castle will take you two. Um, two amenities off the um, dining plan and you get to meet all the same princesses mm -hmm. at Akershus as you would at Cinderella's um, royal royal table. Now it's amazing the royal table from the standpoint that it's at Magic Kingdom, it's in Cinderella's castle, but like I said you get all the princesses here and I know a lot of people, um, especially those that are on the dining plan, I know that this is like a lot of our friends that have gone before too, they always would book Erica shoes for their girls. Yeah. Um, we've been there. It's, um, we've been at, there probably three, we've been there I bet at we've least been three, there three times. times. Three or four <clears throat> times. Um, it's at Epcot, by the way. Epcot, and it's in the, um, the Nor the Norwegian, um, and Norway pavilion. Uh, this will set you back. They do, uh, have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it is busy at all of them, breakfast, mm -hmm. lunch, and dinner. And, uh, the, Breakfast is going to be cheaper than lunch and dinner. So the breakfast for the adults is going to be on the low end, 35 The lunch and dinner is going to put you back about $59.99. And then uh, um, the kiddos kind of mixed up in there in the pricing range. But uh, what this is, is they, they even um, book it out as Princess's Storybook Dining, where Her Highness the Queen is holding a feast in honor of the world's best loved storybook princesses and you're invited dine in a medieval castle and it's a gorgeous it really is a gorgeous yeah. um it's pretty um, area as disney princesses and friends mingle with guests to give autographs and pose for pictures all who attend the royal banquet can expect to meet several of the following disney characters snow white cinderella Belle, princess aurora and ariel Reservations are recommended and can be made up to 180 days in advance. Um, I think a couple times we've been there, they normally have one of the princesses that day that they are kind of uh, putting front and center. A lot of times it's Belle. Yeah, I think both times it was. That we went, it was Belle. Um, and here's something too, with it being Norwegian cuisine, they really do have um, a, um, a, a cold... I'm going to call it a cold bar where they have a bunch of cold meats and cheeses mm -hmm. that are um, famous to Norway. But um, the menu, to give you an idea, and I think this is, if there's going to be a knock on, on the actual um, restaurant itself, 
I think that uh, one of the knocks would be I would say if if you're not ambitious I'd almost tell you to say go to breakfast yeah because the breakfast is you know you can get some pretty uh, American things at the breakfast but the breakfast is all you care to eat scrambled eggs bacon sausage potato casserole and then they have the nor what they are booking as the Norwegian smorgasbord that they have at all of the meals and they'll have um, Norwegian salami roasted turkey peppered mackerel smoked pork loin uh, dilled salmon gravelics I'm really probably screwing that up the Yorsberg cheese, monster cheese. Oh, you want to try to try that one out? No. The Just cheese and then garnishes and then um, several different drinks. And then at lunch. I think lunch and dinner are probably very similar. I think lunch is pretty much the same. They have the taste of Norway for the appetizer, which is kind of the things I just went over. Mm -hmm. Except at uh, um, lunch and dinner, they kind of expanded a little bit. Um, and it is Scandinavian seafood, so a little bit more of more seafood. Imported cheeses, the cured and sliced meats, which I remember, Mindy. And they do have a vast selection of salads and fruits. Now the entrees, um, I'm not going to try to pronounce what the actual names are, but uh, I've had the meatballs, and I thought they were pretty good. They're Norwegian meatballs served with mashed potatoes. Um, they do have a salmon dish. They have a pork tenderloin dish. Um, a Scandinavian potato dumpling dish, um, a Viking mixed grill that has a bunch of different kinds of fish and uh, the meatballs. And then I think you might have gotten the chicken breast. or only, I can't remember. I probably did, but it, I, I, yeah. And then the kids had remember. to choose between uh, um, chicken breast, the meatballs, pizza. That's what the kids got. I think they got the pizza. Maybe one been. of them got the mac and cheese and the salmon. But talking about a really neat experience that we experienced when we were there, when Oliver was younger, before um, Annabelle was born, the princesses always have like a, like really, a, really a red lipstick. <laughs> and that poor boy walked out of there with like uh, probably like six different pair. I think every princess like kissed him in a different part of his face because he had like he had one on his forehead, forehead his cheek, on his hand. hand. It was it was it was, it was so it was the cute. He was little, thing. and they were like, "Oh, we don't get too many princes. Yeah, they normally get the princesses, and they just they just doted all over him, and it was it was cool. It was fun. It was a really cool memory. Yeah. Um, but I am gonna go on the record. I am not gonna knock the food because I know that this is, you know very standard cuisine probably in Norway and it does get high marks because of how cool the uh, how nice the actual scenery is in there yeah um, but you will leave full yeah it's not gonna be the worst meal you've ever had in your life it is definitely gonna be a step above a um, golden corral or a Ryan's or some buffet of Ponderosa, something along those lines. It's definitely going to be a couple cuts above that. I mean, I just think you have to appreciate that kind of food, Norwegian food. That's the right. problem. It's good food. It's just that that maybe isn't quite what we enjoy. But we went but, more for the experience. But more we for went the three times. So, I mean, like, once again, um, if, the food, if the food was atrocious, there's no way I would have been like, we're going to go eat there three times. Yeah. And we mixed and matched. Um, 
I really liked it at breakfast. We've, we've eaten there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, ironically. I don't know how that happened, but we did. And I really enjoyed the breakfast. And the lunch and the dinner, like Mindy said, are the same. And I got the meatballs uh, two out of the three times. Um, I liked it better for breakfast. If you can do a breakfast, I would say save some money. Um, if you're on the dining plan, it really doesn't matter if you go for breakfast, lunch, right. or dinner. But if you're paying out of pocket, definitely go for breakfast because I think the breakfast is a really good meal. And just go um, for a later breakfast. I would, get, I would give this a, uh, man, when it, when, it, when it comes down to uh, the experience and the memories and stuff like that, it's a solid nine for me. The food gives it a knock. It's about like a seven. So I'm going to I'm gonna slate this at about a seven and a half. Yeah, I was going to say eight. More um, for the more for the atmosphere, um, but I'm a picky eater too. So I mean that's partially. But my, I, I would say I would mind. definitely say that it's something to check out at least yeah. do it once, um, especially if you've got um, princess lovers in your group. Yeah. Whether that whether that's you know um, you know if you have kids and you've got someone that's just like I, it's a must do to do the princesses. You could save a lot of time and get a, yeah get. You know, five or six of them all Especially at one time. Especially if you're on the dining plan. Espe I mean, yeah, for sure. If you're sure. on the dining plan, then I, I think it's a really good deal because it's one credit. Um, and when we had, before we even went with Annabelle, Annabelle only has been there one time. The boys have been there twice because you just really want to be like, I want I them. wanted you to want, You yeah. wanted to go see them. I did. I get it. I get it. And it's kind of cool. It was another cool experience real quick is Owen, when we went there, he uh, really liked the waiter. He yeah. got the waiter's autograph. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And the guy signed it. And he just thought that was cool. Owen got a yeah. picture with him. So he neat. felt like he was part of the experience with Owen because Owen made it a point to get his picture with him. So it was kind of really cool um, all the way around. So um, with that, do you have anything you want to add uh, to no, close out the show, I man? I think we've covered it. Okay. If you have any questions about anything discussed in today's show, please email Mindy and I at wdwchasers at gmail.com. We are on the Facebooks. Just search wdwchasers and look for our logo. It is a closed group. Please feel free to join our group, though. We want to hear with you, from you guys. And share the show with people. I mean, yeah. if anybody's planning a Disney trip, let them know about this. I know every week, you know, we're trying to cover different topics. So you can look through and find a topic that maybe fits your needs. Um, or definitely let us know things you want us to talk about so we can fit your needs too. Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, whatever your dream is, don't be afraid to chase it. And until next time, Derek and Mindy Chaser, Chasing Away.